Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Believe in UCLA football podcast. We'll be here with a new episode for you right after this quick note. BetOnline.ag is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines, including the latest player reports for this year's pro basketball playoffs. BetOnline is always your sports information headquarters this season, as we have you covered for all of your sports wagering needs, basketball, MLB, NHL hockey, right to UFC and boxing. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games. You can play right at home. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's BELIEVE. B-L-E-A-B. That spells BELIEVE. Bet online where the game starts. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Believe in UCLA football podcast. My name is James Williams, a reporter and editor for the Orange County Register and the Southern California News Group. And as always, I'm joined here by my co-host, former UCLA linebacker, Josh Woods. Josh, what's going on, man? You know, recovering, back from getting my wisdom teeth taken out. Mm -hmm. I could talk again, I'm feeling yep. fine, back to, you know, I wasn't able to train last week. That that really You sucked. weren't able to train last week? No, doc, like the the was well, not the, the dentist. Dentist mm -hmm. said I had to be at least five days. So that. that so what sucked. did you do with yourself? Majority of the time, just laying around. Like I was doing, like like getting. I mean, I'm getting ready to go. So like, just make you know making sure things are checked. I paid my Canadian taxes. I you know. Jeez, Canadian taxes. Wait, do, you, do you have to do taxes here and there? Something like that. Oh, <laughs> something. It's, that's a whole ordeal. But um, yeah, man, crazy. getting, you know, getting ready to go back up north. Year three, right? Year three. That's crazy. New, new year, new number. A new number. Say who, me. who left or what? What? How do you how do you end up with a new number? And what number is it? Is it two? I'm back to two, back baby. To two. What were you? You were like 17 or something. No, see, I was, I came in and I was 55 and it's like, oof, I've never wore a big number in my life. That's a like, big number. Like I've always like single wore, digits. Yeah. Or like wore like a, oh, he like a skill position. And mm -hmm. it's funny too, because I don't know, I was looking for something on my phone and I still have the, the text of when, uh, I asked more if I could change my number. From two, 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 yeah, two, two. Cause I came in. And I was 19 and like, eh, and Wait, I was like, so as a, fr like as a freshman, you were trying to ask for two. No, 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 no. See, no, no. Okay. I was like, <laughs> the, how the process went. Was, I'm like, that's crazy. I came in and they tried to give me six and I said, that's not bad, but I said no, because Eric Kendricks had just won the buckets the year before and i did not want to come yeah. in and, mm -hmm. and, yeah, and no, try no, to yeah, yeah. try to be like oh he's the next ek because and everyone probably wearing six jerseys in the crowd and stuff kls is my boy but 
he at he came in and wore eleven. So it was supposed to be like me be six, he be eleven, and we like EK and AB again. And I was just like, Ugh. too much pressure. The the pressure. Yeah, <laughs> too much. I was like, That's I was like, uh, I'm cool off that. And then I was like, yeah, I don't wear no big number. So, uh, because at Upland I was seventeen, and then I was one. And then that's right. You were one. I remember so that. I was just like, yeah, I, I don't do big numbers that don't look right on me. So they're like some of the numbers. And I was like, oh, you could be 19. I was like, bet. So I'm 19 and then played two years in that. And then my sophomore year, I was like, dang, I look like I look like uh, Thomas Duarte. If you know who that is, the he name sounds number, familiar. He was like one of the best tight ends that UCLA ever had. Number 18. He's like a tight end receiver. Um, and I was like, dang, I look like a, a tight end out here. Like, I can't I can't be wearing 19 and playing linebacker inside. It just didn't. So then I text Mora. And Jalil Wadud had just changed his number to, mm. to four. And he was like, he told me, he was like, yo, uh, I wear four, so two's open. And then I was like, bet. Texting Mora on the spot, like, head coach Mora, like, was it a was it a long was it a long text? It was like it was like, hey coach, like uh Jalil just told me he went to four. I was like, what do you think about me going to two? And then and then Mora goes, Oh yeah, we're gonna we'll talk about that next week because we have to get you uh we I want to get you out of 19 anyways. And I was like, Oh bet, let's go. <laughs> so then I think I don't know what was happening that week. It might have been like we're on break or something, but the next week. This is this is when the coach's offices were in the uh were in the the student resources building. Okay. So it's across from Ackerman. I don't know why I'm forgetting all the names of the buildings. Because you've the, been like three or four years Hall of, out. Yeah, I know. <laughs> where the Hall of Fame building is. So the one in yeah, between right, Polly right, right. and mm-hmm. Ackerman, right there, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you, you know you have to go like the offices are upstairs, you go upstairs. And then that was when like well, Mora, you could low-key just walk up in his office like other coaches, some coaches might not allow that. You got to knock or you got to make an appointment. <laughs> but as long as the door wasn't closed and who's in there, you can go in there and lay on the couch. It is what it is, right? But I was like, bet, let me go get this number. I go up in there and then he's like, yeah, we need to talk about this. And then he was like, um, he was like, I don't know if I want to let you get a single digit because I want our linebackers to look like uh and like start, Jr. Start, or yes, yeah, it starts to looking like NFL, like uh, NFL prototype linebackers. So mm-hmm. like, I, I want guys to start having bigger numbers. And I was like, but EK wore six. And he was like, uh, he was like, I don't want you guys looking like uh, when scouts come for you guys to be looking like DBs or like mm-hmm. guys not sure you, da da da. And I was like, but EK wore six. And he kept having <laughs> reasons. I was like, but EK wore six. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he was like, he started hearing me, and I was like, I was like, honestly, coach, I was like, and it's gonna show maybe I have versatility that I could play DB or these other spots. So I was <laughs> you like, you were trying, you were reaching. What I had a whole <laughs> game plan going into this meeting. I was like, I'm not wearing 19, and I'm you not wearing about it the whole way there. I'm like, I'm not wearing 51, 52, 53, 50. You know what I'm saying? Like that's crazy. Yeah, or yeah, number yeah. or like like Miles never fit him. You know what I'm saying? But like, mm-hmm. and Kenny Young, Kenny Young was the last person wearing 42, so like that was cool. But then it was like, yeah, like I'm not like a, I'm not even trying to wear numbers in the, the, you know, the fifties. So I got him to, you know, do that. And I was able to switch going into my third year. And I was like my first year as a starter and he let me wear two. And then 
two yeah two's been my number i because i had war two when i was like pop one like little kid so like that Damn. and then now um my boy my boy was number two he went to a different team mm. um and then the akum people like immediately hit me like hey do you want number two and i was like you've been asking for now how do they know my college number yeah oh, but they just they know that mm-hmm. so they because if you look like me ucla like 19 doesn't come up two comes yeah, up. yeah 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 so they, and they already they already knew what the deal was. So it was like you want two, and I was like, "Yes, let me yes. let me get that." <laughs> and our quarterback Vernon Adams, who played at Oregon, mm-hmm. um, he is like known for three. Like he has, it was weird because when he came to us, like he's eight, and like he immediately knew me, maybe because of my number and Pac twelve. Mm-hmm. But he used to like still wear his number three chain and like all that. So then I felt bad, and then. I was like, "Hey, you want to pay me for it? I'll go uh, back to I'll go back to fifty five. Damn you! But that, it, it that'll all, be hefty, a hefty fee. It all worked out. Your boy will be rocking too. We got new unis. It's gonna be a great year in Vancouver. So, any UCLA Bruins want to check out CFL games? And they just signed a deal with CBS Sports. So, hopefully, the games will be more accessible to all my people in the state. So, there you go. Yeah." All right, big, there, big there it one. is. And you, so you're heading out there next week. Yeah, so next you, week, you already be then, out there, and then, then it's just grind time from there, huh? I think it's like we start Sunday night walkthrough, practice Monday, first scrimmage that Saturday, and then damn, follow, and then that next weekend first preseason game. So it'd be two weeks of two weeks of practice, and then like is that quick? Game. I thought y'all and have then, a whole off season or something, or like a. No, like spring ball, I guess. We don't need it. Our season is already eighteen games. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. I was like, I'm already going to be the CEO with three bye weeks, eighteen games, two preseason games. Three bye like, weeks is crazy. Let's get this ball rolling. So you know what I'm saying? <laughs> two, two, two weeks, and then a preseason game, another week preseason game, and then bam, season. So you know, I'll be up there till hopefully late November, which I mean sucks because. I'll miss the Bruins season, but hopefully I'll be back um, for the USC for, game. Hopefully, either USC game because mm-hmm. who's who's the, what's the last who's the Cal last still game? still Cal, but it, it'll be home this year because last year I was back and I could have went, but it was in the Bay. So um, I, I missed it. Yeah, maybe it is at home. I don't know why I'm thinking it's away, but you might be right about that. So it'll be home. I might be able to hit that. You know, the boys balling, Pac-12 championship. You know, maybe playoffs, bowl game, whatever. But it'd be it's gonna be the last Pac-12 season. Everybody just wanted to take a quick break to remind you guys that the football season is right around the corner, and when you're headed out to the Rose Bowl, what better shirt to wear than a Believe in UCLA football podcast shirt? By doing that, you're going out, you're going to the game, you're supporting your team. And you're supporting your favorite podcast at the same time. Some of the proceeds go back to the podcast and help support the content and the different things that we have planned going forward. So what better way to, again, support your team and your favorite podcast than by picking up the shirts? Now, where can you find these shirts? They're available at the Believe Network store. And we made it very easy for you. Scroll down on this podcast. Check out the description. I got two links there for you for two different shirts. Make sure you check them out. Find the one that's right for you. And hopefully I see you wearing them out at the game. I'd love to see you wear them. Speaking of this season, 
your defense was looking pretty good out there. I told you before we started recording, they had three interceptions. Came Adrano, DJ Justice, and Alex Johnson. All three of them had DJ. interceptions on Dante Moore. It just was not a good day for the quarterbacks. So, you know, a lot of passes that weren't accurate. They're throwing interceptions. Garbers got chewed out a little bit by by Ryan Gunderson, the quarterback coach. Like, Garbers threw a touchdown. And I guess he threw it in traffic, maybe, is what it was. But Chip, Chip raised his voice a little bit. Mm. It was like, because I heard him from the parking lot, and I'm like, ooh, like, they don't really, like, speak yeah, up like really, that, yeah, especially really... the Garbers or something, like the quarterback. So I was like, ooh, this is a spicy practice. So, And the thing that might be interesting is that might be by design. Good because be. coaches do have scripts. Coaches do know what you're – especially Chip. Chip knows what the defense is running for the practice and what the offense is running for the practice. Right. Um, There aren't really – there are some unscripted periods, which are mm-hmm. rare. Like you'll probably see. I think they're are they were uh, having the TV come out, uh, the network come out Friday. Um, I forgot to ask about that. I would imagine that they will, even though it's not a spring game. But I would imagine they're going to be out there. That, Sat- those you'll have, uh, especially defensively, more unscripted live periods, or you know, or what have you. But other than that, like coach. You know, Chip's uh, like like we always say, Chip's a football genius. So, um, he knows the psychology. He's got yeah, it figured out. But he, yeah, and I'm saying he knows the defenses. He knows mm-hmm. he lets the D- DCs do their thing, but mm-hmm. he still knows what we're running. He still knows, you know, the that. So, but psychology of it, this might be a test to see how quarterbacks will, you know, what they will do, how they will respond. You know, seeing what he's going to get out of these guys, put them in, especially while there's situations. a competition. Yep. yep especially with the what they're made out of. So this might be kind of on purpose. Is like maybe they're running certain certain um, plays that have their you know these coverages. Mm-hmm. And you see it, you see it a lot, especially in camp. Like as it goes on, um, like the offense will be rolling and the defense will, will, will put an install in or have something, and mm-hmm. it's just like we're shutting them down and then offense comes out with a coverage beater and then it's like a new problem and then we got to try to fix it we try to fix it and we shut it down and then the offense has a new like you know what i'm saying so mm-hmm. it's like kind of back and forth and probably this is you know the defense's day it uh, was definitely the defense's day they hung they, in on what, what the offense was doing and they locked it up but they've been having a lot of good days and i mean it shows because there's more experience like more returners on the defense obviously just when you think about it you're looking for a new quarterback you got some you got a good group of running backs, but you don't really know who it's going to be necessarily. I mean, TJ Harden's looking like the guy, but he was behind Zach. So he wasn't getting as many reps as he's going to be getting. Um, the offensive line, you got uh, Spencer Holstage back, Garrett DiGiorgio back. They were kind of missing some time. So now you got those guys back and then they're going to get back into the starting rotation a little bit. They just picked up a guy. I'm blanking on his the name. From Colorado. Oh yeah. Crit. Chris Wiley from Colorado, um, who started like 27 games, most at left tackle. I think one was at right tackle, but started 27 of the 30 games he played at Colorado. Um, so that's some experience coming in there because they're kind of they're they're they actually recruited five got five linemen, one's from JUCO who's there. You still have the guy from Fontana Summit. Um 
and then two other transfers that have yet to come in. So it just looks thin, but mm. hopefully it'll kind of come along. But the, it's still there's it's all it's going to be all new guys. So the chemistry is still going to it still has to be worked on. Garrett's barely jumping back in. Duke is the only consistent one there. So and even then, Garbers had a fumbled. He, uh, Duke snapped in the ball. I don't know if he was necessarily a shotgun, but he was fumbling the ball in his hands. It just was not a good day for the offense at all. Yeah, I mean, and, and to go off of the O line thing, I mean, having having a a, a vet center is the best mm-hmm. you know, possibility of you know because they kind of run the show on the the O line and they majority make calls, make checks. So that's a good thing, you know, that the O line has going forward is having a a veteran center to run the show. And um, yeah, I mean, don't know what the quarterback situation in that room meetings uh meetings tomorrow morning or even none i mean this afternoon they they yeah. definitely watched it it was probably a tough day in the meeting room tonight mm-hmm. um so we'll see we'll see maybe you know i said one more practice left so maybe this is i'm telling you maybe this is see get them riled up and for them to have their best performances on friday you know what it friday is going to be fun I know it's not a spring game, but it's like even if the network is there, that's one thing. But they have like three four star recruits that are coming in for official visits. Um, they have two tackles that are already committed for the 2024 class. They're taking official visits. Um, and there's like four other guys. So it's like eight total that are coming in for official visits. So it's gonna it's gonna be busy. You're gonna have people coming in, they want to see that last practice. So that one's gonna be popping. I'm looking forward to that. But we were talking about the offensive line, and we were talking about how you only got guys like Garrett and Duke who are coming back as returners. Part of the reason why is because two of those guys, three of them, departed for the NFL or or went to explore the NFL um, and declared for the draft. Two of them got drafted. Raquan O'Neal got uh, or signed, either signed as a free agent, undrafted free agent, or as a uh, rookie minicamp invite. I still don't know. The graphic looks like he's in a Carolina Panthers yeah, jersey. I believe he, was, he went to the yeah the Panthers. Yeah, but I tried reaching out to them, and they, they haven't gotten back to me. No big deal. Um, but we'll talk about some of the draft guys here, but obviously we'll start with Gaines and Moffey. Um, so obviously we'll, we'll, we'll get to Charbonnet in a minute, but he got drafted first um, in the second round, first UCLA Bruin off the board. And then I'm thinking, you know, DTR, Moffey, I was not expecting to hear John Gaines' name first. And I'm like, I'm just minding my own business. I'm like, I'm going to go downstairs, get something to eat. The rounds are starting. They may not call people for a while. And right when I get downstairs, I hear Damn. John Gaines the second. And I'm like, what? I was like, wow. Did you get to watch the draft? Or, or how did you hear about the news for the guys? I just kind of see when he's coming on the timeline. I don't really have the, mm-hmm. the patience or. I'll be watching I feel all like of I- it. I watch like, every like, minute of it. I'm a sucker for it. I love yeah, that I'm, stuff. I'm at that point where like it. I don't really need to see it. Like I, I can, of mm-hmm. course, I'm, I'm, but I'm just gonna, see, I'm gonna right. see my guys when mm-hmm. they get, you know, following them. I'm gonna get anyways. I don't need to watch, especially because they be having all them. You know how they be trying to have all them sob stories. And once they start mm-hmm. doing it like mm-hmm. that, I just kind of turn off by yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'll just yeah waiting around to see, you know. And of course, I get the alerts on my, I get the alert on my phone for UCLA guys. So, mm-hmm. um. Yeah, seeing, you know, John Gaines to the Cardinals gonna be joining Chris Barnes. Um mm-hmm. and that's a that's a team that uh really needs offensive linemen to protect, you know. Tyler, I don't know, yeah. I don't know Kyler's timetable coming back from ACL. Um, but yeah. Offensive line was one of the big 
big things for them. So, you know, them bringing him in, that's big. I mean, I expect that says something. I yeah, mean, that he can be in a yeah. rotation or, or, you know, be a, the sixth man or even, I, I mean, the he might, I mean, he start, you know, mm-hmm. he, I'm saying like, and, and knowing John, like just how smart he is and his IQ, mm-hmm. I know he's going to, I've, I've heard things. I mean, I, me personally, I mean, I didn't get into the NFL yet or mm-hmm. have, you know, there you go. You never know. Yeah. And, but even being up in Canada, and from the things that I've heard from the other NFL guys is how smart UCLA football players are when they get somewhere where like we are taught in a pro way from more and ship where like the mm-hmm. schemes and the way we like our football IQ is high and we were able to pick up playbooks and, you know, techniques, and all these things pretty fast. And, um, even guys that I didn't think aren't worth the smartest football guys <laughs> are like, go to the league and like geniuses and they come back and I'm like, you're the smartest guy in the room. <laughs> I just being like, whoa, you said it, you said it was easier. You said it was easier than here. That's crazy. Like, I was like, well, if I make it, I just know that's good. You're going to blow him away. Yeah. And um, so just knowing how John, you know, was at UCLA and how much help he was. And versatile dude across that line. So yeah, wherever played. they need him, he can make it work. Mm-hmm. And just I'm saying, like, even even when he wasn't playing yet or starting it, the mm-hmm. help that he did, you know, scouting and helping, I know is going to translate to the Cardinals and he's going to be, a, a you know, a key guy for them in a role doing something. As I said, whether it's starting or being a six man or a guy that can play guard center guard scouting for them, you know, all the, all those things. So side for him and then. And then Moffy was so predictable. Like even from when we were talking about the podcast, I wish I would have known. Like I could have, I could have sounded really smart. Like tweeting it out. I know John. I know uh, Moffy's going to the Patriots. His cousin played there, Devin Asiasi. Um, he's not there anymore. He's with the Bengals now. Mm-hmm. But Bill Belichick is like on cap on campus often. And what was the other reason? At the where they were talking to him a lot at the. Oh. Um... At the game, at, right at the uh... at the Shrine Bowl, he was mm-hmm. he was working with their coaching staff. So like every there was everything there. Like I'm like, why didn't I think of that? But I thought I thought it, I thought it was there or because uh, remember the Chargers were like had been following him a lot. So I was like, yeah, it could be either the two. But I remember, but what I texted you was like, I really like I feel like they're gonna love Mafia. I was like, he really might be a career guy, a patriot guy, a patriot patriot guy through and through for his mm-hmm. whole career like i could just see them loving him at guard so much and him never leaving <laughs> i could so, see it he, he's yeah. gonna be a guy i'm excited for him i'm excited for him um, i kind of wish maybe we'd gotten more reaction videos from some of the guys we saw dorian's reaction video i don't know if you saw that he jumps in the pool his i don't whole, think it was right after but his whole but his whole setup just like leading up to it is just he mm-hmm. he definitely went the vegas way yeah, he did. I mean, he's in Vegas. He lives in Vegas. I was kind of surprised. I was wondering what they were going to do. Um, I think there were some former UCLA players there. I think I recognized like Delon Hurt. Might have been some other guys. Um, so DTR already familiar with Watson. So he instantly comes in knowing a guy. They've thrown the ball around at UCLA before. I think the thing that's interesting is we were talking. What, where did I hear? Oh, I heard DTR talk to the media after. And he... <laughs> DTR says, oh, yeah, that's, you know, that's cool. I already know Deshaun. I'm going to come in, learn under him, 
and eventually take the reins from him. He said that. And I was like, oh, I'm like, Dorian, did you kind of forget how much they paying that dude? Yeah, like, he, ain't, he ain't going nowhere. But hey, you never know. I mean, Deshaun could get hurt or, or whatever. Maybe it doesn't work out. But I think he kind of would fit in. I think he'll fit in well there. He's there with Felt. I don't know if there's yeah, any that's... other Bruins there. Um, Currently, I do not believe there are. But he's there with Felt. Actually, another guy from Bishop Gorman that he went to high school with got drafted there as well. I think like wow. two rounds before. And I think there's another high school teammate of Dorian's that's already there too. Uh, Dorian's mom was raised in Ohio. I think he has an uncle that lives in Ohio. So wow. it'll work out. It'll... I really I really thought that it'd be the Eagles. I really thought the Eagles were going to take him. I thought it was going to be the Eagles, the Bengals. Anytime the, the Bengals, the Eagles, or the Patriots came up, I'm like, this is going to be it. This is going to be it. But, I mean, it makes sense, though. Like, Cleveland, Deshaun Watson, like, that's okay. I could mm-hmm. see him fitting, you know, fitting in that system. Um, yeah, and then him having felt that's going to be – I know I know both of them are happy about that because yep. what else are you going to do in Cleveland? <laughs> exactly. So, now you, now you have a boy, at least, you know, out there with you. So. Mm-hmm. And he's been uh, there. He's been there while, you know, he's going to tell him where the barber is and all that stuff. He's already kind of, you know, got his roots settled in. One that – one that kind of raised some eyebrows was Zach Charbonnet getting drafted in the second round to the Seahawks. And the reason was, is well, one, because the head coach is the former USC head coach, Pete Carroll. And that was funny when he's calling, uh, when they call and tell Charbonnet they're going to draft him. They said, hey, I'm not going to hold you being a Bruin against you. You're going to have a fair opportunity here. Um, so I thought that was kind of funny. But um, because they have Kenneth Walker there, a lot of people are like, what are they doing? I know some people were saying like, Charbonnet should go somewhere where he's going to be the featured guy right off the bat. And I kind of believe that too. But I think the thing with Kenneth Walker was he was hurt for a portion of the year. And if anything, I think one thing that Ken, Kenneth Walker, from what I hear, doesn't really offer the way something that Zach could offer is kind of being a receiver out of the backfield and maybe doing a little bit. There's some different things that they'll be able to do with Zach. Um, so he's not going to be the starter right away. Maybe it's for the the better. And if anything, it'll keep him fresh. Um, and that's not something he's not, it's not something, it's something he's not familiar or that's unfamiliar to him because he had a shared time with Brent Brown here at UCLA. Um, mm-hmm. so I, I think it'll work out. I'm sure Zach, Zach is going to be happy wherever he goes. So I'm not worried about Zach, but, um, that's uh, not a bad fit. I think one, they were saying the Eagles and the Seahawks had the best draft. They were both got like a grades. Yeah. For sure, and, and of course the Eagles freaking got every bulldog like every, there was. Yeah, to get. Every, They've been traded for a Georgia bulldog. I'm saying, yeah, they they replenished everything that they lost or dudes that they let go. Mm-hmm. I was wondering, like, dang, they were talking about they, that like during the Super Bowl, like, oh, they're going to be losing so many guys. How are they? They had to, back they had this? to, they had to pay Jalen Hurts, and it was like, okay, you pay him. Okay, mm-hmm. we're going to pay everybody else. And it's like, damn, they're letting him go, letting him go. Like guys I know left personally uh, to go to other places. And like yep. the coach, the coordinators leaving, and like the coordinators are kind of pulling guys too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for them to yet be able to fill in with they all reloaded these like guys, crazy. crazy. And then back to Charbonnet, mm-hmm. another one where that that offense can be. A, I mean, Seattle in general bringing back Bobby and hopefully you know Jamal mm-hmm. Adams being healthy, but just that offense can be dangerous. They got Jackson all the Smith they got. and Jigba. 
when they already yeah, yeah. when they already had two of the you know one the, of the best uh, tandem yeah. sleeper tandems with DK mm. and, uh, Lockett. and Lockett yeah um no font like so putting Charbonnet in there and I mean the way that the NFL is in I mean even say that UCLA like majority teams don't only use one back like mm-hmm. that's true even McCaffrey comes out a little bit you know Derek right. Henry a little bit and Saquon I mean majority but a lot of teams you know running backs run with tandem so um and you drafted him in the second round so it's yeah, like so you didn't draft them ex- not to use him yeah you're expecting to use him um and always having it's having to switch up is one of the toughest things especially for other teams and linebackers because mm-hmm. it's like you can't i mean you kind of know what this one does and that one does but it's kind of annoying where it's like oh i'm running playing run heavy now this guy's in now he's faster i gotta worry about the pass and all this but that's two they have le- two legit solid running backs now yeah um definitely excited to see what he does in seattle and speak well speaking of seattle they also signed jake bobo the receiver from ucla as an undrafted free agent they also signed mo osling uh we are going to talk to mo next week so make sure you stay tuned for that episode mo is also going to be in seattle and then they also got jacob sykes the defensive lineman is also going to seattle so say what you want about the eagles getting all the bulldogs the Seahawks got all the Bruins. <laughs> and, I, yeah, that's going to be interesting because I do also know uh, Uchenna Nuosu, the SC mm-hmm. guy over there. Yeah, yeah. It's, mm-hmm. just, it's, it's funny. Like, all the, the Bruins are going up there, and they already had some Trojan guys. So, um, you know, that's going to be interesting. Do you, do you think that, like, that will benefit the guys or, like, again, with Dorian's situation with Felt or even with, the, the guys on the Seahawks, like just knowing that there's some, at least one familiar, one dude you're familiar with. In yeah. That locker room. I mean, just having somebody to um, go through the new things with or have somebody to lean on. Even for mm-hmm. me, when I went up, up North, uh, Stefan Flintoff punter was usually like, he was already up there. So it was a guy that I could ask questions about and, you know, um, help me get acclimated. So, I mean, it's going to be the same thing um, for like Dorian and then having like you know for Charbonnet and all those guys having each other you know in the same rookie class of like mm-hmm. it's like when you have a when you have an actual class together and you get to go with your friends and right like, your friends in that class and like <laughs> you guys can like oh how you can do the homework how you do the assignment where we sit and like you have you have people that you're familiar with to go mm-hmm. through things so I think that always is gonna benefit um, guys when they're going with people they already know I mean and then same thing with Gainsey he has. Um, Chris Barnes, Chris who's Barnes, also yeah. new that's too, right. but and just having somebody that's kind of OTAs now and getting familiar. Mm-hmm. So you're, um, yeah. And then just kind of re-knock the list a little bit. The Denver Broncos, it took, it took some, I guess they, they draft the guys and then they do the undrafted free agents and then they do the rookie mini camp guys. Mm-hmm, so you have works. Bo Calvert, Stephen Blaylock and Jack, Jack Lanier, the long snapper. All three of them are going to the Denver Broncos. So you got, you got three Bruins, in the Bron- with the Broncos and then Kaz Allen going to the Washington Commanders. Look, Josh. So they signed Kaz. I was like looking for the dudes, and he was like the last undrafted free agent for UCLA that I saw. And I guess I looked up because it's like hell to the commanders. So it's HTTC is the hashtag, and I click on it. I see this Twitter space is like I go in it because I'm just like, oh, let's see what they're talking about. Maybe they're talking about Kaz. They literally were talking about Kaz, and I hear them say, Hall of Famer, the next Devin Hester. Like, they were super excited 
they were telling the other people like we just signed this dude a track athlete we just signed this dude and they're like where how do we know we signed no we signed him like they were super excited to get Kaz they got a steal because Kaz should have been drafted um with the just the speed and the skill he possesses Mm -hmm. not many you know I don't know how he slipped but you know that's the process he is It, it is what it is and he's there now um and you know the rebuild that they're doing over there, hopefully, you know, I don't know the quarterback situation, but as a returner, I think he can make an instant impact. I think he'll definitely get some time as a returner at the very least and kind of work his way into position. But even if, if you're just a special teams guy and you're, you know, you specialize in something, that that alone will keep you around. So I think Kaz is in a good spot. Um, Azizi Hearn signed an, as an undrafted free agent, I believe, yeah, with, the Las Vegas Raiders and then Michael Azike stays local and goes to the Chargers. I had heard going into it that the Dolphins, um, there's like three, two or three other teams in there. Um, but I, what it came down to was I think Azike really kind of stood out um, during that local day with Shea Pitts talk about. We'll talk about Shea in a minute. But Shea, when he was saying, oh, yeah, I'm at that local pro day with Dorian and some of the other guys. Ezekiel Musa did pretty well for himself because he was at the top of their list. He was one of the first ones I found out about that signed right as the draft ended. Um, so good on Ezekiel. Um, we'll see what he does. I think they already have like three chargers. Two of them are kind of locked in already at tight end. So we'll see what happens with Ezekiel. But even if he just has a good showing for himself throughout the offseason, someone else can always pick him up as well. So we'll see what happens. Maybe right. I mean, just, just making the team in some form or fashion. That's mm-hmm. most important. Making a team, whether it's the team that signed you originally or not. Um, we mentioned, I think, Raekwon O'Neal um, earlier, if I'm not mistaken. I believe he's with the Carolina Panthers, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but then also, I want to get to Shea Pitts. Good on Shay. We had Shay. Make sure you go back and listen to the episode from, I believe it was two weeks ago now. Uh, Shea Pitts signs or. Er, I think he got a mini camp invite to the Tennessee Titans. So um, he'll be out there with Kyle Phillips, who we talked about um, a little bit earlier today. You guys will hear that conversation later, but um, yeah. So every, every dude who participated in the UCLA pro day is off somewhere with the team. That's so, what happens when you win. You got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 guys and it was crazy like I, like I told you I followed every minute of the draft one because I do it anyways there was one year I tweeted out every single pick oh that's crazy all seven rounds I was bored or something um but I tweeted out like every pick I didn't I, I don't do that anymore but I was following it because I was I, I have like a goal or an objective like I'm waiting for the UCLA guys now and it was just so much fun because it, it's compared to like previous years where it's like two guys one guy it was just kind of like, you know, where is it going to happen if it's going to happen? But now it's like there's so there were so many dudes. It was a and lot. It, it was cool. It was cool to see, especially the guys that I've covered for a couple of years now, to see them kind of get their name called and have Mel Kuyper or whoever kind of talking about them and mm-hmm. saying that they have a chance to be a potential starter. They were saying that about John Gaines. They said that with Moffey. Um, They said uh, there was a lot of buzz on Dorian, too. And Dorian went a lot higher than I even thought he was going to be. You know, I thought maybe he'd be a seventh round, sixth round guy. He went in the fifth round, um, was one of the top five quarterbacks going into day three as those who were available. Um, Jake Hayner, who's a dog, who was with Fresno State, and he had that 
really that kind of breakout game against UCLA. He got Magic. drafted. Oh, I don't know if you saw Chase Coda signed as an, uh, with the Lions, his cousin who Brady Breeze, who was a Rose Bowl MVP when he played for Oregon. He's going out there with him. Brady Breeze, uh, I think, went undrafted and has been there for like two years now. And then there was another. There was another former. U- oh, uh, Caleb Johnson, who was there after you. I forgot where he signed, but he went somewhere. The Bengals. I think no. He think he went to the Jets and or the Jets. Mitchell, yeah, Mitchell Gude. I heard the Dolphins. I didn't hear about Mitchell. I I really didn't go and look, but I imagine he landed somewhere. I have to look for that. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if he went somewhere. So, but it was just good to see, like even guys who were no longer. I, I kind of wanted to see if Chris Chris Murray went somewhere. I didn't check. I he, didn't see. Uh, oh, he landed with the Buccaneers, I believe, for undrafted. Okay, okay, I believe. Maybe that sounds right. Yeah. I think I did see that. Um, but yeah, so you got some guys. You got some guys. Um, did you did you get a chance to as we kind of wrap things yeah, up here? But did you get a chance to to text any of the guys or did you hear yeah. from any of them? I definitely try to reach out to, um, you know, the guys or when they post it, you know, retweeting mm-hmm. it on Twitter and all that. Just so proud of all these guys. I saw them, you know, this whole process. And um, that's also it's a testament to UCLA and just the the growth because it's, it is crazy because, yeah, when you're winning, everybody we always say like everybody eats when you're winning. Like you just have more opportunities when you're winning. Unfortunately, like when I was, you know, coming out and, you know, the year before me and after me. Yeah. Um, when you're not winning, you just don't have as many opportunities. And, it's hard and to get course, the eyeballs. Yeah. My class, my class with COVID. So there was no rookie mini camps. There was mm-hmm. no OTAs. There was less training camp bodies. That's tough. So that was just, it's just different. And so, so these guys, I mean, stayed there, went through COVID, went through all these times. And yeah, when you're winning, everybody has more opportunities. So um, as long as you feel like keeps winning this will continue on, you know what I'm saying? We saw early on with Mora with how guys were constantly same thing. Mm-hmm. Everybody leaving during Mora or in the earlier years, everybody did pro day either got undrafted agent or uh rookie training camps. And mm-hmm. that was a thing. And then you saw that slow down um, and cut off for a few years and now it's back. So, um, you know, shout out to all the guys. Like I got to it out. I'm so proud of them. I mean, it's a great, Great class, great group of guys. Like yep. all those guys individually are just great guys and, you know, are going to attribute, you know, and and add a lot to whatever teams and uh, franchises that they're going to um, and deserve it all. And it, it's great because you'll see when you see you can say guys went to the NFL out of your program, guys are going to be attracted to that and that's going to bring recruits, help with the recruiting and whatnot. So it, it's all full circle and, and this should help UCLA in the long run. But with that said, Josh, the next time we do talk and we'll kind of figure out where we go from here. But until then, we'll catch you guys in the next one. Thank you so much. This is the Believe in UCLA football podcast presented by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.